You're listening to Storytime with a Muggo. Today we are continuing our Southwestern series. Uh, if you missed part one, titled The Con, um, what are you doing? Like, come on, get with it. Uh, but go back to themuggo.com and just uh, look at the last uh, last couple stories. It'll be right there for you to read or to listen to. Uh, or, you know, you could always subscribe to the podcast uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Player, wherever. You know, wherever you want to get your podcast from, go ahead and give that a shot. Uh, so we are moving on to part two today. Pretty excited to bring this to you. Um, and just a quick note, I'm going to kind of free flow this a little bit more rather than reading word for word because it just sounds a little too robotic. So, um, yeah, hopefully you enjoy this a little bit better. All right, part two. The convention. So we left West Lafayette heading for Nashville around 10 in the morning. Upon getting to Nashville, we only had about 15 minutes to drop our luggage at this just terrible motel uh, before getting back in the cars to head to this opening ceremony of this sales convention. Now, this sales convention was absolutely nuts. It was held in this gigantic convention center in downtown Nashville, and there had to have been at least a 1,000 students in that first meeting. Like, it was just crazy. Energy levels were through the roof, um, and that was done on purpose, of course. Loud music and flashing lights, uh, MCs on stage pumping up the crowd and whole nine yards. Who's ready to make some money? Yeah, of course. The crowd goes wild. We're all a bunch of dumb college kids, all of whom have probably signed up for no less than 12 credit cards over the past year for, what, free t-shirt or free pizza? Somebody says we can make $8,000 some books. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, we're going to do that. Let's go do that. So, if I haven't made this clear by now, let me explain. What is Southwestern, you're probably wondering. Well, it's like Amway, but with books. Cutco, without the knives. It's door-to-door sales. Promises of giant paydays. But most of us were in for a world of hurt. They don't really tell you that you're starting your own business. They kind of kind of make you think that you're, uh, you're part of this uh, bigger entity and that they're going to take care of you. Nah, man, you're on your own. Anyway, from the very start, my spidey senses were sort of tingling. But, man, I was so broke, I just kind of let my optimism cloud my judgment. I mean, that never happens anymore. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I'm telling you, though, this sales conference was absolutely bananas. So much so that any remaining skepticism I had was completely gone by the time the conference was over. Four days of lectures on best practices, orienting yourself in the community, uh, getting and staying organized, learning how to close a deal, always be closing, learning how to give your spiel without sounding like a robot. Yeah, sales boot camp is what they called it. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, I feel like a complete moron. It was barely veiled propaganda, shoved down our throats for three or four days, to give us just enough confidence to think that we might actually be able to make a little bit of money selling books. But it worked. Thinly veiled or not, these people knew what they were doing. They convinced over a thousand students to travel across the country in an effort to make money selling books. Educational books, encyclopedia sets, college prep books, study guides, those sorts of things. They convinced us, even the most skeptical of us, in four days. That's pretty pretty uh, intense. So here, personally, is how I got duped. This is so dumb. So the guy said that I smiled when I talked. 
Dan something rather. I can't remember his last name, but I'll probably never forget his face. That's for sure. He was one of the dozen or so keynote speakers at this sales boot camp. Um, but he also happened to be our division's top manager, meaning we all reported to Andrew, who reported to David, who reported to Cynthia, and then Cynthia reported to Dan. Okay. Um, anyways, Dan would kind of make his rounds uh, to all the different groups that were part of his purview um, over the four days. So he made it to our group the second to last day of the boot camp while we were practicing our uh, sales pitches. So at the very beginning, we got these handbooks um, with everything we needed to know about selling books. And the first five pages of that handbook was that, that cold call spiel. So we were required to have it memorized by the end of the week. Now, I happen to be pretty talented with rote rehearsal. Um, so I couldn't tell you a single word of that uh, sales pitch today. But that week, I was the first one in our group to recite it word for word, from memory, without any prompts. So, yeah, I was proud of that. Like I said, we had to practice the sales pitch daily with our group mates until we got it right. I was dialed in on that third day, and this drew a bit of recognition from Andrew and subsequently Dan. But Mr. Dan, something rather, wanted to see it for himself. So he had everyone gather around us in a circle and made me recite the pitch to him. Now, he interjected multiple times with questions in an, in an attempt to rattle me, but it didn't work. I had a canned response for everything he threw at me. So each time I knocked down one of his questions, a little smile would appear in the corner of his mouth, and he'd narrow his eyes at me the slightest bit, as if he were skeptical. By the time I was completely through it, he was laughing incredulously, slow clapping his hands and shooting glances at everybody in the group, as if to say, did you just see what I saw? That was perfection, folks. Oh, God, I wish I could describe to you how sleazy this Dan guy is. Like, he's like late 50s, mid to late 50s, kind of a little chubby, but not not really. Um, and his hair was slicked back, but it was thinning. So it wasn't like a good look. Like, the hair just kind of stuck to his head. That's what it looked like. And when he smiled at you, you just kind of crawled, you know, like your skin crawled. God, was just a sleazeball. Yeah. All right, anyway, so he's, like, giving me, you know, giving me applause for, for doing this sales thing pretty well. Now, this all made me feel pretty awkward, mind you. I know this is going to be hard to believe, but I'm not really the kind of person who's comfortable with receiving uh, gratuitous public recognition. Uh, like I said, I know that's hard to believe, given that I write a blog on the Internet for other people to read which is in its own way like saying, hey, look over here, validate me. Yeah, I get it. But Dan's over-the-top reaction felt more like I was getting hit with a praise bazooka. Too much of a good thing, you know? But he kept going. Ugh, this guy was sleazeball. What I'd just done was notable, to some extent, and Dan was going to use it as a teaching moment. He offered a critique of my line delivery, the tempo of my speech, my posture, uh, he said I could enunciate. Let's try that again. He said I could work on enunciating my words a little better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's still a problem to this day. Uh, so he had a good point on that one. But then he wanted to tell me the best thing I did, and I can't do his voice because it's just ugh, it's so skeezy. This isn't natural for a lot of people, but Sam here has it. Dan explained. 
glancing around the group as he spoke. Did anyone else catch it? Crickets. Oh, come on. Someone else had to have seen it. So one girl raised her hand. I think her name was Shanna, if I remember correctly. And so Dan pointed at her. Uh, his face was, like, super engaged. Um, like, his eyes, right? Eh, it was close enough for Dan. Exactly. When Sam speaks, he smiles as he talks. You know who's going to sell a ton of books with that smile? Sam is. Ugh, I can't believe how moronic that is. And what's worse is that I fell for it. Hell yeah, I was going to sell a ton of books. I smile when I talk. Ugh. So the sales conference wrapped up Friday morning with one final rave-like atmosphere in the convention center. One last-ditch effort to pump up all these college kids with just enough adrenaline and positivity for that first week of door-to-door sales. When it was all said and done, our uh, group split out to a common area to learn where we'd be heading for the summer. Oh yeah, that's an important detail. Up to this point, we still had no idea where we were going to be selling books. What? We just spent four days getting sunshine and rainbows blown up our butts without the slightest clue of where we'd be sending our summer. That's uh, that's an important detail. I'm not positive why they waited until the last day to tell us, but then again, like I keep saying, these people knew what they were doing. That Friday morning, with the sun shining and a cool breeze blowing by, I'm pretty sure Andrew could have told us we'd be flying to Russia to sell books, and I think we'd all be doing backflips. We're just so full of adrenaline. So Andrew pulls out this large yellow envelope with all of our assignments for the summer. He started with the pairings. Each of us would go to a town with a partner. We'd work independently independently while we were there, of course, but then we'd come back together at night so we wouldn't be completely alone. Sure enough, the last two people that Andrew called were me and Ricky. Remember Ricky, the short guy, smoker? You'll hear a lot more about Ricky in the coming weeks. He's a good kid, nice guy. The moment of truth. Since me and Ricky were the last partnership mentioned, Andrew started in reverse order and gave us our destination first. We were heading to a town called Grants. Grants, New Mexico. All right, that's going to do it for part two of Southwestern. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. If not, uh, I can't help you. Sorry. Um, Come back next week for part three. Uh, We'll get into uh, New Mexico and how, um, oh, God, just how bananas that whole situation was. It's a good time, though. It'll really start spicing up next week. Um, Like I said, you can uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, blah, 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 blah. You all know the deal. Um, And do me a favor, you know, feel free to, uh, to retweet this or share on Facebook or whatever. Um, the first part, uh, I think got about 50 views total. So, which is way down from the, uh, the typical, uh, views that I get. So, um, if you're enjoying the story, you know, feel free to share this. So, uh, so other people can enjoy it as well. Um, I don't know, maybe people are saving them up to, to binge listen. Um, but anyway, that's all I got for this week. And, you know, I really don't know how to end this. So I'll just do what I do on the site. Blue Diamond.